You're listening to the B&H Photography Podcast. For over 40 years, B&H has been the professional source for photography, video, audio, and more. For your favorite gear, news, and reviews, visit us at bnh.com or download the BH app to your iPhone or Android device. Now here's your host, Alan Whites. Greetings and welcome to the BH Photography Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be doing a deep dive into camera bags, lots of bags and cases, and time permitting, maybe pouches too. Did you know there's something like over eight aisles of bags and cases in the BH Superstore? Last count, anyway. And to talk about the goods, we are joined today by Jeanette Garcia and Yaakov Katz from the camera bag department at the BH Superstore here in Midtown Manhattan. And we're going to be talking about the various styles features, materials, and durability factors that one should consider when purchasing a camera bag. The bottom line is, if you ever felt that you never knew enough to make a good choice in camera bags, today our goal is to make your head explode. So grab a pencil, put your phone down, and listen up. Jeanette Garcia is a camera bag and case specialist who is our go-to source when we drop by the B&H Superstore to talk about camera bags. Welcome, Jeanette. Hi. And... Hi. <laughs> and Yaakov Katz is also from the camera bag department. Yaakov prides himself on his expert salesmanship. When not wearing his dashing green vest, Yaakov is also a family press and event photographer with nine years of experience under his belt. Welcome. Good morning. Welcome. <laughs> so happy to be here. It's great to, it's great to have you guys here. I'm a habitual camera bag department uh, uh, visitor. You've always seen me. Stalker. A, Whenever, a, little more, a, little, a little too much sometimes. But I, I know, I know, I know. We it's like, like you. When I, when I clear off the bags on a shelf and lay down, take a nap, I know I'm pushing things a little bit too far. But uh, no, seriously, whenever I'm in the store, I invariably take a walk up and down the aisles just to see what's there because I think I have about 15 camera bags now. <laughs> uh, and of course, they're never enough. So, all right, question number one. If you were to buy a camera bag for yourself, what questions would you ask yourself before you pulled out the credit card? What do you look for in a bag? Something that's going to last me for a long time. Something that's going to be quality. The um, zippers will last me through um, the, the mud, through the airport, through the late night shoot after the wedding when I'm tired and just want to go to sleep. I would start with the environment that I'm shooting in. That's what I would look at. Mm -hmm. Whether I'm going to a, a studio where I can open the bag from the front, keep it and, and keep everything organized. Or that I'll be running and gunning, doing, doing a new video shoot and need quick access to the camera. That's a huge factor I would want to keep in mind. Or am I going hiking and do I need to put the bag down where when I repla replace the bag on my back, I'm not going to get my back dirty because if the bag opens from the front and you put the, put the bag down, the entire back of the bag will be dirty by the time I get it back on my back. Which is why I saw mud flaps from a truck stop on the back of all my shirts whenever I go out of the backpack. <laughs> That's so, interesting. What's interesting that you actually break it down into if I'm working in the studio or working on location. Um, having shot for a million years, I never know where I'm going to be. So are there people that actually look specifically for those kind of things? Well, that's the thing I try to ask people to just get open their mind to, okay. to ideas about how to use the bag because bags are made for different environments. Sure. You know, we have a line that we say bags are like shoes, you know, yeah, you need one for each occasion. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so confusing because you need four or five bags really to have a good line of bags to really take care of all your needs. Oh, that, that's actually, I think, an important point because I, I mean, I, I mentioned earlier, I have like 14 to 15 bags currently. 
that, that's a little much, but I'm, I mean, I'm well, sure. That, I mean, some of these <laughs> I bought many, many years ago, but also every single bag has a real purpose because not knowing where I'm going, what I'm doing. Am I actually going out on a job carrying six, seven lenses, several bodies with me? Am I going biking or hiking? In that case, it's going to be a whole different, you know, what am I doing for that whole day? Um, so that go, that's, so again, there's one, one bag. There's no such thing as a perfect bag. Not yet. No. Uh, everybody comes in asking for that and it's like there is nothing that is convertible or uh, adjustable enough to do everything Mm -hmm. there's so many different materials for you to use that they don't work everywhere what's the most popular type of bag style of bag do people still look for those big chunky camera bags that do hold everything but it's like carrying a a volvo on your shoulder once in a blue if if they're journalists they for sure are used to the style that's what they want Right. But not everybody wants that bulk. A lot of people are looking for like a more stylish bag, something that's going to make them look good along with actually carrying their camera equipment. Something that's going to be sleek yet usable. That's why Peak Design came in and they were really, really took over the market originally because they were a nice size, a nice style bag. Mm-hmm. The size wasn't overbearing. It held a lot of stuff. And most importantly, it held a laptop also. That's what another really a lot big of changes factor. came in with laptops and, and, and that changed a lot of things when yeah. people start carrying laptops. It seems to me that in addition to laptops and and uh, you know personal devices that have changed the bags a little bit, obviously uh, smartphones have changed things significantly, right? Yeah. So are are people still looking for that that pouch bag? I mean, there's no more point and shoot cameras, right? I mean, so is that even a market that is existing? Not as much as prior to now. People still have it, um, like the RX100, those cameras, the the Lumix LX100. People coming back, looking for backs for that, but not as much as pr- before. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And is there anything that kind of s- has stepped into that to take that, that niche? I mean, what kind of bags? Um, more holster styles uh, for mirrorless. It's still small, but bigger than uh, point and shoot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the RX100, I also like the one from Sony. They have a nice case that has a spot for an extra battery and a memory mm-hmm. card, which is important. That's something really to keep in mind when you're getting a small bag because besides for holding the actual camera, you want you actually have a few accessories. You have, maybe you have a little wrist strap, a neck strap, which got to take up more room. You have to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. A battery, memory charger. card, a charger. Yeah. So those things, you don't want to keep the bag too big, but you also want to make sure you have room for that because otherwise it's going to end up in your pocket and then you'll never bring the camera anyway. That's a big thing. People, I, I, I mean, not just people, we all do it, myself included, is that when figuring out what I want to put into a bag, say I'm buying a new bag. Okay, I got, say, one or two bodies and two or three lenses, whatever, and a hand, whatever, okay? There's always more stuff, and I think it's important, and I imagine that you also stress to people that this bag will fit what you need, what you're describing, but you really should go for one size up because you know you're going to be carrying more than that. Do you do that often? Do you recommend people going a little bit bigger than you think you need? I try to think ahead for them to see if they would need the extra space Asking them what else they would bring besides the camera equipment, mm-hmm. all the miscellaneous accessories, cleaning kits, um, microfiber cloths, all the little small bottle things. of water, bottle of water. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a yeah. lot of people who do look for that. I'm like, well, this bag doesn't have it, but this does. So maybe look at this one instead of this one. And it comes up a lot in video also because there's people who are starting out. They have a GH5, they have a gimbal, and nothing else yet. But eventually, if they think ahead or you think ahead for them, they're going to have a monitor. They're going to have a mic. They're going to have an um, external memory device, so like a portable hard drive. They're going to have more memory cards. 
that's something that's automatically going to build once their business takes off. Right. That's something really to keep in mind when you're doing video, you know, as long as... You've mentioned video a couple of times. Is that something that you can say you're, see, you're seeing enough of to make it worth commenting on? People asking more for video-related accessories? Recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. With gimbals and people have cages, they have uh, LED light, a monitor extra that they want to put all together. Are there certain companies that specifically make cases for video videographers or more video-oriented than others? Well, we have a section in the store for video bags. Yeah. But in yeah. regards to photo bags, there are certain bags which are going to be compact enough to hold all your stuff, not be too invasive, and will really just hold exactly what you need and still not make you look like you're wearing a tank on your back, pretty much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have one bag in particular, like from InCase, that would hold a gimbal, a, a mirrorless camera, and two or three lenses, a mic, and a external monitor, plus a 15-inch laptop, and personal stuff. The bag would hold all of that for $100. It's good quality. It'll hold the tripod as well, and it's a really stylish bag. Now, which one is this now? This the is the InCase Pro Pack. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've looked at their stuff. They have, they have some good stuff. Yep. Something you mentioned earlier, too, I wanted to get back to this idea that a lot of people maybe want bags that uh, they don't look like camera bags or they're using them for other purposes. They have the camera in there, too. I mean, this is what I do. I have a, I have a Temba, yeah. which is basically my everyday bag now. You know, And when I need to, I throw out the other crap and I put my camera gear in there. You yeah, know? most of and, my and camera so. bags do not look like camera bags. I also like narrow profile, like a messenger type bag. Mm-hmm. I, I started using those years ago. First of all, if, you, if you're using mass transit, you don't want this big thing hanging out on the side of you. Uh, and I have the same argument with backpacks quite often too. But yeah, also narrow bags that don't look like camera mm-hmm. bags. A lot of people come in and they, they're going on a trip, for example. Right. Hey, I'm going to Alaska. Hey, I'm going to um, Iceland, Galapagos Islands. I need something. I need a camera bag. So something to think about, which I keep in mind is, what am I putting inside the bag? Is it just camera? Because then how am I going to keep my coat? How am I going to keep my lunch? Where are my sunscreen going to go? Where's my suntan lotion going to go? You know? So we have a lot of bags, which are, we call it split packs, or we, we have bags that have spots for personal space along with camera gear, and they're separate. The benefit of that is that you can keep your personal stuff along with keeping your camera gear in a separate compartment that's mm, safe. That's a good idea. Any examples of those? Mm-hmm. So the Low Pro has a bag called the Fast Pack. Uh-huh. We like a lot. It's, it's reasonably priced it will also give you side access to the camera. Mm-hmm. So when you're walking around, for example, you're in the airport, you see an awesome picture of the, uh, you know, you're, you're there early and you see the sun rising and you don't want to take off the whole bag because you're in a rush. You can actually just take, uh, flip, the bag, flip the bag on its side, take off one shoulder and access the camera while it's still on your back. Yeah. Which will be That's huge, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, that was a big mm-hmm. deal always. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated going back into bags. Matter of fact, that's the biggest problem for me is sometimes when a camera's in a bag, it stays in the bag. It might as well you know? be at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like. I prefer not in the bag. And, and I'll, I'm, I'm sure there's hundreds of photos I missed just because I was too lazy to get the camera out of the bag. But, well, I uh, just turn all my bags inside out and everything is right there when I need it. Like yeah, that. No, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's yeah. on Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> all right. So we're going to get back to some, some of this conversation, but maybe we can run over some of the materials that you, know, you find in, in bags and, and some of the advantages disadvantages and obviously you know nylon is is probably the major material that you'll find in most of the bags and and what it's lightweight most it's, of them yeah it's like degree somewhat water resistant uh durable maybe not so much uh what do you guys think i think it's, it's different qualities in nylon sure, also sure, yeah sure. yeah there's yeah, different um uh, i guess combinations that they weave together mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um 
There's a bag by Mountain Smith that they add Kodora, which is a little more puncture resistant yeah, and right. weather resistant. Right. That will last a really long time. It's, yeah. it's more of a ballistic material. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that word again? Kodora? Can you? Kodora. Okay. Yeah. All right. So people it's a look type for that. of yeah. fabric. Right. 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 Uh, canvas. Old school. You have your donkeys still, which yeah, is still canvas. Yeah. About bags, half of my bags are canvas, and right. uh, they they last for. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you buy a good canvas bag like Domke or any of the similar ones, and you got to. 20 years of regular use easily. Mm-hmm. And they easily. get better it's, looking as they get older. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Because um, people come in there all the time with, I had this for 30 years, you know, I want to replace it. It's just so sad. Like they yeah. have to replace it after 30 years. Yeah. You know, it's like part of their life. Are there any companies that will replace a bag for free? Tenbo stands behind their products very well. They, you know, they claim to have a five-year warranty. Mm-hmm. You call them up, they'll try to help you out as much as possible. Think Tank seems to have a good mm-hmm. good reputation as well for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Tenbo yeah. replaced several bags that I had some issues with. I mean, these are minor things, but I, I call them out and they just said, here's a new bag. Well, those are the two that I have. I have a Tenbo and I have a Think Tank now. And right. I've, had, I've had ton of low pros over the years, mm-hmm. but I'm really happy with a Think Tank. And I know Pink that was- Design also come out, actually yeah. has a lifetime warranty on their bags. Oh, great. Uh, okay. okay. Right. So yeah. they're, you know, they're a newer company. Um, but they're offering a lifetime warranty on their bags, and they seem mm-hmm. to be very helpful. Mm. Now, something I realized early on, I had a, a, a really nice leather messenger bag. It was gorgeous. It was a beautiful bag. It was really sweet, okay? <laughs> it weighed more than my cameras. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just carrying that thing empty was a lot. And, and while leather looks great, okay, I, that's one of these things I realized. It's like, no, it's like you're just adding a lot of weight on your shoulder to, to satisfy your ego. Mm. Uh, you know? <laughs> well, this, this gets back to this idea of having several bags. I mean, if you're- Oh, yeah. yeah. I tell you, yeah. I'm going to be working a, a relatively fancy event, and it would be great to show up. With I was the, wondering with why you dress so nice yeah, today. Well, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, you know, so, yeah, if you can get a leather bag for your, your fancy events or when you want to impress people, maybe it's not a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, it's, it's just not worth it. It's too heavy. Uh, they get wet, you know, that's no good. So, well, that's an, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, water and leather don't often mix pretty well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. do sell one from Oberworth, which is a nice, it's a, Nice price point. It's about eight to nine hundred dollars. Handmade leather in, um, I think, Germany. Actually, yeah, I got mm-hmm. three of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <laughs> can I borrow one? Because <laughs> I am going to a fancy event tonight. <laughs> That's great. You had said at the beginning you look for durability. You know, if you're going to buy a bag, but durability often comes with with cost. Correct. I mean, uh, not necessarily. No, we have bags uh, that are going to be quite not durable. All the time, yeah. 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 Any thoughts? Yeah, so we have um, bags that are surprisingly a really, really good price mm-hmm. that will last you. We have a bag from Case Logic, a backpack that is really, really good quality. It's about $75, $80. And that bag, when I show it to people, they're like, no, no, no. They jump back. They're like, this is too cheap. It's not going to work. And I have customers who let that bag last for four years. We have Domkey bags, which will last for 25 years. Yeah. You know? And it really just depends on the actual quality of the material, you know, of how much the manufacturer is putting in effort to make the bag good. Think Tank bags are going to last you a very, very long time as well. There are two things. You know, you've got materials. That's really important, what the, what the bag is made out of, but also how it's constructed. Uh, I've seen some bags that I look at, and they, they look great. They feel terrific and everything else. And then I look at the way the strap is attached to the bag, and I'm saying, this isn't going to make it a year. It's, it's just really not good. I mean, I look for things like rivets, and I think any bag... Very few bags do this. The strap should go all the way around through the bottom of the case so that it's just giving a huge amount of support. That's a good question. That. That's a good point. Like, I mean, the, these attachments, like D-rings, you know. Yeah. I mean, anything you can you can bring to the table on that in the sense of what you see breaks easier? What breaks or easier yeah. on a messenger 
Yeah, any, bag, any bag, yeah. Really, but we talk messenger, yeah. 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 Um, not in particular. A lot of bags, in terms of D-rings, metal is better. It's going to last longer. But you also have to notice the stitching. But most of the stitching is pretty well done for, like, think tanks. They have the metal ones. Low Pro holsters do have the plastic ones. But as long as it's not something too heavy, it's not going to break. Right. Yeah. yeah, you want to look at the also how the stitching I mean, is it really you know how how is it stitched on? There's just one line across, or is it the box type? Mm-hmm. Guru Gear actually, their bags are their handles are super reinforced actually, mm-hmm. and those bags are made for heavy lenses, heavy do lenses. Like we had um, someone here last year from the U.S. Open mm-hmm. who's been using that bag for a very long time, and he carries like maybe a six hundred lens, mm-hmm. six hundred millimeter lens, mm-hmm. and that bag held up just with him holding the handle, which is quite rare actually because when you're holding so much weight on one little handle if you look it's it's stitched very 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 well and that really helps the you know holding the bag you know you, you don't want to drop that lens that's thirteen thousand dollars down the drain you know yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> so maybe yeah well let me ask quickly while we're still on materials uh, uh about waterproof bags because there are some that are you know straight up waterproof you know but you don't see too many of those being used day in day out. I mean, is there is there a bag that somebody could get that would serve as an everyday bag, but also be straight waterproof? Not the way that they're usually made, because no. uh, waterproofing would be submergible, right? Which doesn't uh, provide any type of padding. Mm-hmm. That's the issue with mm-hmm. submergible waterproof bags. There is no padding, right. so you have to add additional to that. Hmm. That's why most of the cases are going to be weather resistant. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a brand, uh, Migo. Mm-hmm. Their bags are rated IPX3, mm-hmm. which is close to submergible, but for like 30 seconds. Yeah. I mean, you can be yeah. in a downpour, just don't dunk it in the pool. Correct. They, call it, really they call it stormproof. Yeah. That's oh. actually a good way of describing it. Also, a lot of bags now have a, a new feature. Wait, it's not, not a new feature. Some bags have been doing it for a while where you could pull out a little, uh, uh, like a cape. Mm-hmm. Or some kind of weatherproof, a thin. We just call it a rain cover. Rain cover. Yeah. A rain cover. Yeah, yeah. just be, like capes, thank though. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting my own brand calling capes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, I think that also makes a big difference. I have one or two bags where I know I, I, there have been times when I had, I had to yank that thing out, and it did make a difference for me. You're out in the middle of nowhere, and it starts raining on you. Something else I like about the rain cover is that they usually come attached to the bags. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, not totally. all of them. Mm-hmm. From yeah. Low Pro, they come attached, and Think Tank is usually separate. So right. a benefit of having an attached rain cover is they get annoying like umbrellas and after the next rainstorm and they're gone. You know, Absolutely. They, and so that's yeah, you a huge... You gotta dry them out too and you gotta put them someplace else, they dry out and then you forget what they are, you lose them, you don't have them for the next So time. having yeah. it attached to the bag, when you're done, you, you're, not ripping, you're not ripping it off the bag. So you're just rolling roll. it up and tucking it away. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And waiting for the mold to build up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every maybe, time I open it up, it gets funkier. Yeah, I don't know. Right. <laughs> maybe, it was, maybe it's low pro selling point of try, yeah. <laughs> trying to get you to buy the new bag yeah, next yeah, year. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some variety bags. Let's just kind of run through this really quickly. You know, I mean, we did talk about Messenger and, and any thoughts you might have. And also what, what, what you see as popular. I mean, uh, let's start with slings because that's a, a weird kind of bag. I don't know. What, what do you think of sling bags? I mean, people, what do they use them for? Um, Who buys them? Slings are kind of like the running gun to yeah. get to your camera quickly. Okay. Um, but also very minimum mm-hmm. uh, equipment with you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put a laptop in there. It's no. it's not sized right. Oh yeah. There is a sling that the that uh, Mindshift has that it's just side access, but everything is side access. Mm-hmm. So it's not ideal to have the width on your back 
while grabbing your camera. So there are no bear, dividers bear in those, home. are there? There are. There are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the advantage is they're comfortable, I guess, and right. they're yeah low profile to some degree. So yeah, yeah. Cool. that's what exactly. we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Just not having like a huge bag on your back. Right, yeah. right, right. Now, are uh, are fanny packs coming back? I mean, they're coming back in general, but is camera bags too? Uh, it's 50-50. I wouldn't okay. say they're everybody's coming to get one, mm-hmm. but uh, for certain circumstances, they that's what they need. They just yeah. want either hot swappable lenses, they're going to have their camera on them, mm-hmm. they'll have the fanny pack. Yeah. And there are some people who are just born to wear a fanny pack. <laughs> also, it depends if you, if you call so. it a fanny pack. If you just call it a, you know, a, a, a right. side bag, it's a little easier. A waist bag or a waist pack. Peak Design makes a nice one, actually. Yeah. They're, um, they're five liter. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that called again? The sling. Oh, yeah, the Peak Design 5-liter sling is really nice. It's, it's, it's a combination waist and sling. Okay, cool. And tell us the difference between a shoulder bag and a messenger bag. So for me, I, I would say the difference between the two would be messenger is wider for laptops if you need that option. Shoulder is going to be a little more boxy. Mm-hmm. So okay. Yeah, messengers full. also usually put like large envelopes. That's where they, you know, it, yeah. That's where they base them on. Yeah, they can so they need a lot more space sure, in there and sure. being relatively flat. Yeah, yeah. So there's also another, this is my favorite mm-hmm. style of a bag, which we call it camera inserts. By far my favorite. The reason is you can use the bag you currently own, which doesn't look like a camera bag at all. Put, put your camera inside a mini bag, which is an insert, and put that in your current backpack. The benefit is that you still have like the backpack that you like, it doesn't look like a camera bag, and you're, it's inexpen- some of the inserts that we sell are quite inexpensive if you're looking for, for a cheaper option. And these provide little compartments for your lenses and your cameras, and that's the idea. Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. So yeah. we have a nice one from Apecase or Tenba. Uh-huh. They make really, really... I, I actually use those inserts a lot in several of my bags. I have some, like a couple of messenger bag cameras. The insides are just gutted, and I actually have a, a bunch of different size and shape inserts that I pop in depending what I'm doing and where I'm going. And I work out of that a lot. And it's actually good because your stuff is padded and it's separated. It's not going to bang against each other. And um, actually, I was going to mention this before, but now we're on the topic of inserts. One of the things that, that always got me is that I found that a lot of the inserts that various companies make are made out of a soft material, kind of almost fuzzy, luxurious kind of material. It feels really nice, okay? But I find that with time, it starts to disintegrate a little bit and all of a sudden your cameras start getting little specks of fabric all over them so my when i buy inserts i buy the nylon ones and we sell some that are bright yellow and bright red and that's another thing i like about that there's nothing worse than having to work in a hurry and you're working fast and you're reaching into your bag to find something and the inside of all the inserts and everything is dark and black and you can't find nothing in there which is why i now buy yellow inserts i could find anything laying in the bottom of that bag and when I zip it up, they become invisible again. I actually don't like inserts. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> so they on. actually... They, I like, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. They, uh, some people actually get scared away by the color. They, they're like, I don't want a yellow what yellow insert. But well, you're, you're making a great point because it's actually easier to see the items inside the insert yeah. because it's, it's a high... So they call it high visibility. Yes. If you have black reflecting black, it's harder to see the items inside. So if you have similar looking lenses, a 35 millimeter, 24 and a 50, if you have yellow reflecting on each other, it'll be easier to see which lens it is to get that shot and to make sure wor- you get that shot that you need. And if you're working on location, uh, quite often if I'm on one spot, I'll pull these inserts out of my bag and just everything is protected. If it's yellow, you're not going to leave it behind. 
It's you're more likely to see it. Uh, and that that's just the radical. Also, you mentioned about they're, they're kind of jumbly. I, I don't know which brand of the yellow ones I have. They have little things on top. You can actually close them on top. And they have Velcro on the side. So if you're putting two or three alongside you, they actually stick together. So it doesn't become this jumbled mass, which I like. The one you're referencing, I think, is from Ape Case. Yes. That one will- um, Yes, yes. It's like um, a drawstring top. Yes. The difference between that and the one from Tenba, for example, is if you're going to put stuff on top of the insert. So if you have a drawstring, since it's not fully sealed, it may be an issue if you put things on top. So I would recommend putting the insert on the top of the bag. If you have an a, a, uh, insert from Tenba, which fully zips, ah, okay. it'll, make, it'll keep your camera more protected in general. Mm-hmm. Good point. All right. Yeah. What I was going to say is that I, you know, I had I've had bags over the years where with inserts and little compartments, and to me, it takes up too much space, and and the Velcro starts moving, and I just get I, I just prefer to not use them all, and and my think tank here is just a giant open bag, and then I use wraps for the lenses and the cameras, and that's how I kind of find what I need to do. Yeah, wraps, just, me, wraps are actually a very good alternative to yeah, that, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah, as long as your stuff is protected and you sure. can get it quickly yeah. and easily when you need it. Yeah, that that's, can be a problem because sometimes stuff will find its way to the bottom of the bag and you don't know where it is, but, but for me, I prefer it. Um, let's get back to these list of things. Uh, what about uh, holster bags? Because uh, you mentioned them earlier, but you know that's the kind of bag that I never, ever thought about buying. So... Holster bags are ideal if you just have one camera, one lens. Right. That's all it fits. Yeah. Maybe a pocket for an extra battery or card, but that's, I guess, it's a starter bag mm-hmm. until you grow your, yeah. your equipment. Yeah. Or right. if you're just going out for a day tripping and stuff like that. Sometimes that's mm-hmm. all you really want is a camera, mm-hmm. a lens, and a protective covering. And pouches? I mean, pouches really are going away with the, with the, with the compact cameras, right? With point and shoots. If you're talking mm-hmm. about the the little pouches to go mm-hmm. on your waist, yes, yeah. we do yeah. have. Um, I guess you would call them camera covers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a wrap, yeah, but it's made of neoprene. It's shaped yeah. like the camera. Those are all right, though. Yeah, those yeah. are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. benefit of those is that it's impact protection. So mm-hmm. if you're walking around and you want to, um, you know, you're in a busy area like New York City, or you go to Disney and there's a lot of people, and you bump into things, or they bump into you, that will protect the camera, mm-hmm. and you could actually wear the camera. With the the bag on, with, with the neoprene cover on it, so you could the the strap comes out of the neoprene, so you could wear it while it's protected. Mm-hmm. So it's actually one of the most accessible options for a camera. Mm-hmm. I used to use neoprene like that to just deaden the sound a little bit. You know, I would keep it on. Yeah, uh, actually, I would yeah. cut. I would cut around where I needed to to make make a hole for the the shutter and a poor uh, man's blimp. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. yeah. It didn't work too well, but a little bit, a little bit. Um, By the way, there is a Jacobson blimp in the used department right oh, now. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. If you're looking for one. <laughs> Old school. Um, so uh, let me ask one quick question, then we'll take a little break and, and we'll get back and talk about cases and, and some other brands particularly. But uh, what about used bags? Do people um, look to buy used bags? Would you recommend that? What do you think? People like to look for used bags just because they think it's going to be cheaper. Um, but the advantage of that is if there's a, a bag that people uh, used to know in terms of like Tamarack, uh, old donkey bags, you can get them there because they're not being produced anymore. So if there's a favorite you have, you can always go there. Um, the condition is always fairly good if mm-hmm. we're selling it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tamarack doesn't make bags anymore? They're done? They do. Just oh. the way that they produce their bags now mm-hmm. is totally different from their older bags. Oh, how the, so? The, the construction is different. Okay. So you, when you, you can say tell different, when you feel is it. that you being generous in the way you're 
Uh. <laughs> no, no, that's, I, I believe that's accurate. Just different, okay. the way All it's right. produced. If you feel the, the bags now, yeah. you can tell. Okay. Something else I like also about used bags to keep in mind is we have so we have buy so many bags a day. Our inventory is constantly changing. So if you're looking for that used bag you want, just keep checking the website because every day it will literally change. In the store, every single day, there's That's a brand a good new point. stock. Uh, in fact, if you go to the used department, um, I would say most of the used bags in, and they have one or two gondolas filled with used bags. Those are the demo bags from the floor. What bags that are returned, but most of them are extremely clean. Are there any kind of bags that are that people are really looking for? Like maybe I don't know, a legendary style or type of bag or brand that someone keeps calling back and forth and saying, "Hey, do you have this in? Or is it coming yet?" Or besides the the Tamarack like older series, um, Kata bags they they're no longer made the way mm-hmm. they used to be made. How do you spell that? Kata. Oh, yeah. K A T A. Yes, sure. Cotta bags. That was from Manfrotto, if I'm not mistaken, right? Manfrotto bought them out. That's right. Okay, that's where I made the connection. One thing we didn't talk about as or much is backpacks, and uh, yeah, <laughs> obviously I imagine that's a pretty big part of the the business, or is it as much? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And any recommendations on backpacks or thoughts? Everything's always based for me based on equipment that you're gonna right. put inside. Yeah, of course. Low pro bag <laughs> backpack. I, I still have it. Uh, I actually tried to resell it to B and H. They didn't want it back, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it was it went everywhere with me. But it, the problem was you don't. You know, it's only good for like the the approach. Like you know, I couldn't carry it around with me every day, and you can't get you your can't, bags out. You, you can't, can't work out of it without having to, without putting it yeah, down first. Yeah. That's one of the limitations yeah, of it. That's my feeling. Although, if you have to do a lot of hiking and stuff, that you, you can't beat it as far as you know, of course, keeping yeah. your back in shape and stuff like that. It's just mm. the easiest way of of hauling stuff around. Cool. Okay. All right. We're going to take a short break and we're going to come back with more bag talk. Stay tuned. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the BH Photography Podcast. Send us a tweet at BH Photo Video, hashtag BH Photo Podcast. All right. We are back. Uh, Jeanette, we're going to ask you the same question uh, that we asked uh, Yako before. If you were to be going out looking for a camera bag for yourself right now, what would you personally be looking for as far as attributes? Well, uh, my camera setup is going to be fairly small. So I would want more personal space more than camera space. Mm-hmm. So the smallest backpack that I can think of is going to be one of the low pros, the Tahoe's, but that's very, very basic. Um, I also like the bags from Vanguard. Um, there's this backpack called... The Veo Select, you got some space for your laptop, your camera, and some personal space. Mm -hmm. Are people really carrying laptops with them still? I mean, around with the fact that, you know, you have your phones and and other options for Wi-Fi? People add their tablets if they're Mm -hmm. not taking laptops. There's still people who like to have the big side screen Mm -hmm. to look at everything for posts, but Mm -hmm. um, mostly if they're just doing the Wi-Fi, they just have space for the camera, but yeah. they'll add that tablet to have the Wi-Fi feature too. Gotcha, yeah. One yeah. of the things I notice, I have a bag uh, right now that I use that I put a 13-inch laptop in, and one thing that gets me crazy is that everything inside the bag is padded except the base of the slot for the uh, laptop. Mm. There's no padding. You put it down, yeah, man, you hear thing go clunk. Yeah, I've had that. And, yeah. and like, come on, folks. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's not the way to do it. That's actually <laughs> an issue we, we, uh, we noticed with rolling cases because... Rolling bags have really good protection for the actual camera mm-hmm. equipment. However, a lot of times with a laptop, 
there's a little sleeve in the front or even in the exterior of the bag or in the interior of the bag, but it's it's generally based in the front section of the bag. So the op- the um when, when you open the zipper, that flap either comes up. So that's actually a very vulnerable point for the bag in general. And the laptop being there, we always recommend getting like a neoprene case or something to a sleeve sure. to put on top of your laptop so that you don't end up losing your laptop in the uh, in the bag. But that's the laptop point, yeah. can protect your cameras in that situation. So <laughs> the, you know, don't you're, you're tinkering with something that works here. Uh, <laughs> you have any extra laptops for me? <laughs> When you're talking about cases and rolling cases, do you want to, maybe we can jump over to that. I mean, obviously you see a lot of people who have what looks like, a, you know, your basic suitcase that you pull through the airport uh, and, and and those obviously have their dividers inside and, and they're very popular, it seems like. Uh, and then you also have your Pelican cases and, and things that are a little bit more rugged. Any thoughts on those subjects and, and what, what, especially for rolling cases, what do you like and, and what features are important? A lot of people either look for uh, enough space or... It's a comparison based on weight that they need. A lot of people come with the issue that the airlines are complaining about the weight of their equipment. So they want a lightweight rolling bag. There's a bag from Think Tank called the uh, Airport Advantage Roller, which is about three three pounds. So that would be the lightest weight roller you can get. And, and most of them they make fit in the overhead bin? I mean, is that kind of... Generally, they do, and they actually have in... One of the other bags is an internet... They have an international version. So there's also... Talking about the advantage, there's also an advantage plus. Mm-hmm. The difference would probably be international carry, if I'm correct, because uh, international flights, they're going to be a little more... Scru- um, you know, they're going to scrutinize you a little more on your weight, on your size, and you're going to want to keep that in mind just uh-huh. for, for travel itself. Oh, that's great. Think Tank thought of that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Obviously, they, well, Think Tank was, you know, started by photographers, so they probably know the drill pretty well. Yeah, that's interesting. I think many of the bag companies were Tenba, was started by um, a photographer. Well, Jim Domke also started his company. Domke, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. A lot go. of them actually, the photographers who wanted to have, they, they weren't happy with the bags that were out there, and they said, I'm going to make one of my own. Yeah, and he does a great job uh, th- to this day. Uh, Donkeys are terrific, and they're still made really well. They didn't cut too many corners on mm-hmm. that. And do, are there Pelican cases that you could kind of bring into the airport and roll something that's a little they bit... They do have roller, yeah. They, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, most Pelicans, the bigger ones are available as rollers now, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you get a roller. There are some that are big that don't that don't roll. Yeah, Those we stay far away from because yeah. I am not that strong. Yeah. But yeah. uh, a big thing about Pelican cases is they have a new version called Pelican Air. I was going to ask you about that because I've had experience with Pelicans. They're fabulous. They're bulletproof. They have the best warranty on the planet, but they weigh a ton. So that's why Pelican came out with the new Pelican Air series. And what other bags or cases you know like Pelican are out there? I know there's a several you know brands that, that make equally good bags. They've been imitated more than a few times already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a brand called Nanook. Mm -hmm. They're based in Canada. Mm -hmm. And there's another brand from SKB, which is USA based. Yeah. Yeah. SKB? Yeah. There's also another one with HB or something. Was that a bank? HPRC. That's it. Okay. And SKB actually, um, one of the things that are unique about their cases is that they um, have a partnership with Think Tank. Think Tank designed the internal... um, compartments of the SKB cases. Another benefit of the SKB one is that you could actually put a laptop inside their carry-on case. Uh-huh. Which is a nice feature if you want to have an all-in-one case go into the airport, go into the job, and getting the job done. 
Well, so these cases are available uh, either hollow, just empty, and you do what you want on the inside, or they're available with uh, what, what Pelican calls plucking something. What do they call it? Pick and pluck foam. It's basically foam, closed cell foam, not just regular foam, but closed cell that will not disintegrate and get into your camera gear. Um, that is scored in like what half inch square is going straight through and you lay down your gear and you trace it with a marker and then you just pull out the foam and your stuff goes right into it and it's protected. That or you can get a pad divider cases. I've used them both and I, I actually prefer the dividers myself. So there's different options and where you can buy those things too. Yeah. Pelican and most of the other brands give you the option to get it completely empty right. with foam or dividers depending on the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's a new insert from, well, it's bought out from Pelican, Trek Pack. It's kind of a combination of foam, but it's a hard plastic piece. So it's a little sturdier ah, than dividers, okay. but you would have to cut it yourself to the shape that you need. So gotcha. it's kind of like foam as well. And the benefit of that is that's a little thinner than the actual dividers. So you actually can get more space in. Aha. Okay. That's cool. good to know. Yeah. The one risk of that is that it's not as flexible because once you once you cut it, you have to buy replacement fo- replacement boards if you want to restructure your gear. So if you know what you're going to be carrying and you want to fit as much stuff in, that's an awesome way to do it. Okay, good point. Let's talk a little bit about lens cases and cell phone bags. You brought that up. Anything, uh, I mean, obviously people use lens cases for various reasons. Some of them you, you can even tie to your waist and you have it available. Others you keep in your bag and you pull out. Any, uh, any thoughts on lens cases? Anything interesting? Think Tank is a great brand for lens cases. They have two that are really popular. One is called the Lens Case Duo. And that has some of the bigger lens cases have a strap. It's easily accessible and also it's water repellent. Mm-hmm. So that's like a dream case because you could actually have the lens when you're walking through outside, even if it rains. You know, for big lenses here. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. like a 20, uh, 70 7, to 200. 200. Yeah. Okay. Um, another one is they have, they have a belt system. So you put you, you have the think tank belt, and then they have attachments where you put you put them. You could slide the lens right into right right in there. I've seen wedding photographers use that because it's just really easy. There's no zipper. You just pull it out, slide it in. They have a water bottle option also. So I was at my cousin's wedding actually, and like you know, the guy had two lenses on the side, and in the back he had his water bottle. You know, <laughs> they, they make it easily, and also it's going to be sturdy to really just make sure that your lens is not going to fall out. Right. Right. And cell phone bags? We have a case from Pelican. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's IPX68, so it's not fully submergible. Mm-hmm. But um, the bigger size does have a feature where you can replace your wallet as well. So you can have everything together if you're hiking somewhere, camping. Um, and then Lowepro has a protactic pouch for the phone. So just to add on to that, actually. The part I like about the, the Pelican Go is that you could actually put exter- a portable charger under your cell phone. And so basically, if you have an iPhone, you can have an iPhone charging, your wallet cards in one case, waterproof. So if you're going on a boat, if you're going on a really rugged, rugged trip, you could attach that case to your backpack, not have to worry about your phone. It's charging while you're not using it. Yeah, you think a lot of bags would somehow incorporate chargers to it now. I imagine it would be a 
a good idea if they haven't already, right? Especially with these small little uh, solar cells they could put on the outside. Somebody has a bag where it's actually a solar cell that will charge your phone while it's in the case. I'd seen that. You know, also with Pelicans, we've been talking about these monster Pelican cases, these big ones. Pelican also makes a lot of real small cases, which are good for smaller items. Uh, and they're color-coded, some of them, and some of them have uh, clear top lids. And if you carry a lot of small components with you, it's a good way of packing them up that's safe, Water, you know, it's waterproof and easy to, to see what you got quickly. And again, they bang around the bag. It doesn't matter. They're all secure. So I, I've owned uh, more than a few of those things over the years. Before we get to maybe uh, listing some of, some of the brands and, and talking about them quickly, uh, one thing we touched on earlier is uh, is closures. You're talking about zippers. There's snaps. There's Velcro. There's the silent, uh, I don't know, flaps to make things Velcro. Is there any thoughts on that? I mean, for me, zippers are... A no go. I wouldn't. I would almost never want to use a zipper. But what, I have what to you agree with you about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I've always been more prone to Velcro enclosures. I just find that they're fast and they are secure, um, and they work. Plus, well, the, one thing's a pain in the butt is like for the, for example, this thing that I have has only one snap. And that's, you know, sometimes you, you only have one hand, right? Yeah. So, you know, and to get it and to push the sides and to get it to pop open is not always easy. And then to do it two or three times, forget about it. Pain in the ass. So, yeah. 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 So a lot of the bags actually now come out with the messenger bags, for example. They allow you to op- access the bag from the top. Mm-hmm. So just to, mm-hmm. to explain that, basically, if you have the bag, if you have the bag on your shoulder, on, on, your, on, your, on your side, Instead of opening the flap, you could actually just open a zipper on top of the bag and access all the stuff without opening any Velcro. Yeah, yeah. That one Gitzo that, bag that I was that. looking at has the same thing, a messenger bag. You unzip the top, you can go straight into it. I think on a few points too, which is another thing I like about that bag. It all, another benefit also is, for example, let's say you're, you're at a wedding or you're at a nice party and you don't want to open the Velcro, which is going to yeah. give you a lot, a lot of noise, or you're shooting birds. And you don't ah, want to scare away that bird. Yeah. So there's two two answers to that. Either you can open the zipper really slowly, or some bags, for example, from Tenba, come with a silent Velcro. So what you do is you, the, the way they designed this, if if you pull down slowly and lift the, and lift it up, there it's a silent Velcro. Mm-hmm. So when you want to get all those accessories to get that bird shot, maybe you want to pull out your binoculars to see exactly what you're doing, you won't scare it away, which is a huge huge piece. Not necessarily you would think is important, but can be really helpful in certain situations. Do you find that there's a difference between the kind of bags that women will be looking for as opposed to men? Because I know we have bags that are just for women, but that's mostly cosmetic and, and it's, 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 you know, cosmetic stuff. But what about actual functionality? Do, do you find that women look for certain things that guys don't or vice versa? One issue I would say that women look for that men don't would be uh, the height of the bag. There are very petite women who need something that's not going to be hitting their neck. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the issues that we have with some bags. You mean like a backpack that would be a little, it'll ride a little high in the, in the back of their heads? Right. If okay. they're going yeah. hiking or they want something that will fit what they have, but it's too big for them mm-hmm. because it's made for a very tall person. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, you know, can I do a public service announcement while we have everyone's attention on backpacks? When you fit a backpack to yourself, if you are buying it because you don't want to have back pain, the best way to wear a backpack is to hike it up so that the top of the bag is level with the top of your shoulders. 
I get crazy. You walk through the streets, people are walking around backpacks, fully loaded, and it's halfway down their back. And guess what? They're causing back strain. So if you have a backpack and you want to maximize it and wear it efficiently, adjust it so it sits high or towards your shoulders. The top of the bag should be level with your top of your shoulders, and you will be a lot happier. You're welcome. Also, I like using the waist <laughs> straps. That's also really helpful. It takes yes. a, surprisingly it takes and, and the sternum straps by your chest. Sure. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of weight off the actual. Yeah, it, it, it really balances it well, mm-hmm. and um, it's a useful feature if you have a lot, a lot of equipment. Mm-hmm. I used a, uh, a little accessory once that would attach. It would basically replace the the sternum strap, and it had a clip that you could hold your camera right there, and then pop it out if you needed to. I used it for a while. It, didn't, it wasn't really too efficient for me, but it was a good idea anyway. One more thing that is actually really cool about, we're once talking about the, um, the front of the backpack. Mm-hmm. Peak Design has, has this um, tool called the capture clip. What it does is it attaches to the bottom of your camera and, and the strap of your backpack. So if you want to access your camera even easier, you could have, a, you could have your camera literally right in front of you while you're having the backpack yeah. on. Yeah. Let's do a quick rundown of some, some of the, the brands that at least we've discussed a little here today and maybe a few that we haven't already. And I'll start with Think Tank, which we talked about a lot today. Obviously, they're pretty popular. And, and What do you think? Um, the one feature that I love about Think Tank is every bag they have has a bank cover. Mm-hmm. So that's something that you're going to think about that you need, mm-hmm. even down to their lens cases, even the little camera pouches. All have a rain cover. Okay, low pro quality mm-hmm. tested and trusted. Tr- tested and trusted. They've been around for a long time, and their name equals their quality. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. I've never had a problem with any of their bags. Yeah, yeah. Domkey, of course, same. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we talked about the, the trouble with Domkey is you can't buy them when they're already twenty years old and look great. Yeah, well, you you got to use you them have for a twenty few years. In your closet, maybe we give you a call. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they should partner with like a whiskey company or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about Ona. I mean, they're one of the, the higher end bag, right? They're a little more designer, right? Yeah, yeah they're. Yeah. I guess you can call them luxury. Yeah, um, they have a certain style to them. Yeah. Um, they a lot are of leather, leather and canvas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're great bags. They're nice. And and do these kind of bags sell pretty well too? Uh, these designer bags or, or what we might think. Some people buy them, some don't. Or if if people are willing to spend the money for it, yeah. yes, because yeah. it's it's all about style. Yeah, and that's right. what they want. And the quality is good too, though. Yes, I mean, the yeah. quality is going to last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Temba, another. So Temba, yeah. actually, one thing we I wanted to mention because it's really cool. They're, they have a bag called the Axis Twenty Liter. The benefit of that bag is it holds tons of equipment mm-hmm. and it holds a 15-inch laptop. That competes with two bags from Lowepro called the Pro Tactic. The issue with the Pro Tactic is that when you get the bigger version, it's a huge bag. So Tenbuck made a competition bag, mm-hmm. which is an in-between size, but it still holds a 15-inch laptop. Something really cool to keep in mind if you want to keep your bag small, mm. but also hold a lot of equipment. That's good. Okay. good point. That's good. Billingham? Tried and true. They're they're based in United Kingdom. It used to be the official bag of Leica, actually. For the longest time, they considered they were called the Leica bag. They were partnering for a while, and it was also originally bags for uh, fishermen that were adapted to, for cameras. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're built well. In- uh, Ape case. Ape case is is popular for their price. Okay, All right. sounds good. Crumpler. We talked about them, and they're not good. Crumpler still making bags? Crumpler still has a couple bags out here. Okay. Um, it's just not readily available for us. Okay. Kelly Moore? They're good for style. Okay. 
Case Logic. Case Logic is um, great price and great quality and great protection. Okay. Nice designs. Good. Uh, peak mm-hmm. design. Peak design is uh, you got peak designs. Peak design. You know they're a Kickstarter <laughs> company. They opened about eight to ten years ago. And they're they just keep keep on innovating, keep on making new products that are actually useful very for progressive people. and and useful designs. And uh, last thing I had to ask is about uh, like camera, the camera companies themselves, their own bags. Uh, you yeah, mentioned everybody. The Sony yeah, earlier. all the companies I mean, put out bags with their name on it. But does anybody actually make their own bag that's actually interesting and worth investigating? Not that I've seen. Not on Canon, Nikon, or Sony. They're they're good to represent the brand mm-hmm. if you want, but the quality isn't there. Yeah, it's not their focus. And mm-hmm. even also just the actual um, build design of the bag. I guess camera companies probably mostly focus on the actual cameras. Yeah, Leica happens to have a lot of nice bags. Um, I think it's for the Q. Mm, it's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful gray bag. Mm-hmm. Holds that an iPad. Man, I want to. I want to like a camera just for the bag. <laughs> well, th- there you go. I think you should do it. You should follow <laughs> through with that. Yeah, so maybe, really we, maybe we should wrap up by just asking what bags you guys use. Yeah, your personal um, bags. I actually have two bags from Vanguard. Okay, a only two bag? camera bags for now because oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm right. going to get more. <laughs> <laughs> you start a collection once you start oh, to have I know. a camera. Yeah, it happens. It rolls. I know. <laughs> okay. So you uh, ever heard the the term that the shoemaker never has enough shoes? Uh, what is it called? The shoemaker. Um, Never has shoes, right? Well, shoemakers' kids never have shoes. Yeah, shoemakers' kids never have shoes. When I went to my engagement party recently, I literally took my camera inside a backpack with no coverage. (laughs) 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 All right, I love it. I love it. All right, guys, thanks so much. Great. Any other uh, thoughts you have about bags, cases, people coming and looking for stuff? Something they should think about. Food. Don't be scared away by the price. For example, think tank think tank prices are consistent with the quality that they offer. That's something really important. If you pay the, the premium price, you will get premium quality. It's investment. I mean, you're basically getting what you pay for in most all cases. And you'll enjoy it. That's the whole thing. All right. Okay. Well, that was quite informative. Um, now I'm going to have to go out and buy some more camera bags now that I have a few more tips. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how many more bags I'll be buying uh, 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 during the course of my lifetime, but that's another story. Anyway, Jeanette Garcia, Yaakov Katz, thank you so much for joining us. And again, both uh, Jeanette and Yaakov are in the store most every day. And if you have questions, uh, you're looking for a bag, come on in and chat with them. And in fact, anybody there in the store is worth talking to because everybody here is trained real well. In the meantime, would you like a heads up every time a new show comes online? It's easy. All you have to do is subscribe to the BH Photography Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, and Spotify. And you can always find this on the BH Explorer website, as well as the BH Photography Podcast Facebook group. And remember, if everybody subscribed to the BH Photography Podcast, the world would be a much happier, safer place. I promise you that. For now, on behalf of Jason, John, and myself, thank you so much for tuning in today.